and like size like 42 font yes <laughs> that i have to have it as big as possible i mean it is kind of sitting far away okay my boss makes fun of me at work because she's like why do you have things always so big on your computer i'm like my eyes are looking at tiny numbers all day i'm staring at a screen all day like also the less that my brain has to be like where is the thing is like, like better right and what's the problem i'm not i'm not squinting i try to squint as little as possible well and it's like, I don't wear glasses, so I don't want to make myself have to yes. wear glasses. So. I'm going to preserve my eyesight as much as possible. So if having it at size 42 font does that, then so be it. I have yet to do that on my phone, though. I'm not there yet. Yeah, no. I, mean, Everyone... I just turned 27, so give it a week or two. But... <laughs> right. Everyone gets mad when I, like, show them my phone screen because I always have my brightness down as far as possible. Also, you have military time. Okay, well, that's because my brain works in military time, because I'm a military child. Because all the time when you like, open your phone, and I'll be like, oh, I need to check what time it is. I'm like, it's 18 o'clock, what? <laughs> Six o'clock. It's like, I'm so used to military time that it's such a problem that when I worked retail, like, I would read prices, <laughs> and my brain would just, like, automatically convert it, and so it would be, I don't know. So it's $18 at 6 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, their total would be, like, seventeen twenty-five, and I'd be like, it's five twenty-five. And I'd be like, mm, nope, you That's owe me. You owe me seventeen dollars. Not everything gets subtracted by twelve. That's not real life. You're just doing math in your head all day. Yes. <clears throat> Welcome to the Notes Becky podcast. The podcast where we talk about every Taylor Swift song in detail, in chronological order. I'm Maddie. I'm Shelby. And today we're talking about the outside from the debut album. Outside. Kind of another hidden gem. I feel like a lot of the middle songs are the hidden gems, but I feel like that's usually how it works on an album that you put like your bangers at the top and then. Yeah, for anyone who's gonna be like a casual listener, you kind of want your like radio play songs to catch people's interest, things like that, and then everything else kind of goes towards the middle or end. Mm But this was a song, despite everybody at this time being like, she only writes breakup songs, where this was about her kind of falling in love with country music and how she felt writing country music at such a young age and how it kind of made her peers look at her and how they kind of perceived her. Yeah, and how, like, she loved country music, but that didn't necessarily... And, like, being a singer and all of that, but it kind of ostracized her from her peers in a way. Or at the time, probably all of her other friends were, like, playing soccer or doing, like, some sort of sport or, like, something... I I say artsy, like, writing lyrics is artsy, but, like... Yeah, but not in the, like, high school way um, that you normally think of. Like, you don't normally think of someone becoming a singer-songwriter in high school. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not, like, the after-school activity that your friends are doing. Mm Mm-hmm. But she wrote this, so amongst my research on my, uh, I'm a do you and research guy, just kidding, follow actual information. I'm going to redo that. (laughs) Amongst my um, Taylor Swift uh, researching here, that I found kind of mixed things of, she wrote it at the age of 12, but then also that it was written in like January 2004, but those are different times. So I feel like it also, it also may have been a song that kind of took form over years yeah. And, like, maybe she wrote a couple lyrics at this time and then kind of worked on it later. I felt like it may have been a song that she kind of worked throughout mm-hmm. writing 
the um and it could have been that like she had the initial draft of the song when she was really young and then um as she was going through like the songwriting trainings that she was going through uh with various companies that this was one of the ones because i know she says that like nowadays she just has like a notes um like on the notes app on her phone she just has a list of like one line here and there of like things that she thinks sound good or mm-hmm. whatever and then she just combines them and it can be like years down the road so if it was something like that where she just had like the initial version of the song um when she was 12 and then later on once she had more songwriting experience kind of revamped it you saying that it probably was one of those that she like had lines or rough idea of the song and then when she started writing that Liz wrote was kind of brought it and they cleaned it up together yeah so it could be so that January 2004 was when they kind of worked on it together yeah when it was like written written but she had the idea or whatever before that also the uh, hidden message and this one is you are not alone so sweet it's one of the it again just goes back to that capturing like that moment where you're like 15 and you're like i'm the only person to ever have depression ever right um yeah it's very similar to like a place in this world in that aspect and in the feelings that it portrays um although a place in this world kind of ends on a happier note than the outside does i would say um i would say the outside is like the kind of overall feeling where I feel like a place in the world is the like kind of final chapter yeah not final chapter but the more of like okay I did it I found it yeah the outside it's all about like not fitting in um I guess the like main line of the song is I've been a lot of lonely places but I've never been on the outside looking in and so it's definitely that I don't know we talked about it in a place with this world but place in this world Mm -hmm. um of that like middle school feeling of not feeling like you belong sort of thing well also keeping in mind that prior to working on her first album she lived in um reading pennsylvania and then she moved to hendersonville yes tennessee which i think they moved right around the time she was 12 too so it probably was the move from going from you know I, I think she still went to public school, but I say public school of, like, she's just, like, all she was worried about was, like, her friends and, like, school and, like, having fun and, like, those normal feelings. But then going to Tennessee and being, like, okay, I have to now write an album for country music. Nobody my age is writing country music. And, like, trying to fit in with the whole new group. I'd uh, like to also point out, I grew up in the same school district my entire life, and Shelby has been to, I don't know, 47. <laughs> I, so I never went had... to 10 different schools before college. And so I never had that experience of, like, um, just having to start at a new school and be the new kid and all of that. So uh, I didn't know if you had any specifics. Um... I mean, I will say I related to this song a lot when I was in middle school, high school, um, because, yeah, I went to 10 different schools um, just with moving around, and being the new kid is, it's a weird experience. Um, By the time I got to high school, I was used to it, because by that point, we had already, uh, I had already been to seven schools and already been the new kid a million times, but yeah, that feeling of just like because by the time you get to middle school high school which if i'm remembering correctly they moved around the time she was 12 
and Hendersonville is not like Nashville where it's like a big school and there's new people Mm -hmm. coming in every year or whatever. Like when I moved to Illinois in seventh grade, being the only new kid in my school in the last Mm -hmm. five years, like Mm -hmm. you feel very left out. You feel very ostracized. Everyone's already kind of determined their friend groups at that point Mm -hmm. Um, because about the time you're 12, 13, like, yes, they'll change around a little bit more in high school, but middle school time, like, if you've gone to the same school district your whole life, you you kind of have your friend mm-hmm. group figured out by that point. Um, and so coming in as a new kid, it well, it definitely feels weird. And as well, obviously, throughout middle school and high school, your friend group changes and different groups change and all that. But I feel like, especially being from a small town, that by the time it was middle school, you kind of already had your established groups yes. and like who you liked being around. And so I feel like to throw a completely new person in there, it was like, okay, well, where do they fit in? Where it's like, you don't even know where to start kind of thing. Right. Cause even though like dynamics in a friend group will change over time and like one person might leave a friend group or like you might add someone in high school or whatever, you still knew them growing up mm-hmm. when you're from like a small town like that. And so you still know of them, you know about them, you know who they are as a person and all of that. So being the one stranger, like it's it's scary, quite frankly. It makes me think of um, Mean Girls that you know, Katie started at this completely new school and while she did have, you know, living in a different country. But, like, mm-hmm. she came in and they already had these established cliques and she doesn't even know, like, who to be friends with, who to avoid, who's nice, yeah. who's mean, who's, like, the it's, weird kid. Yeah, figuring out all of the social dynamics and, like, even once you're, like, friends with somebody as the new kid, it's, like, that might not be who you're friends with and then, like, later on down the road and then you kind of get thrown into of like small town dynamics of well that's the one person who reached out to you and invited you to eat lunch with them but now all of a sudden you can't talk to this other person because four Mm -hmm. years ago they got into a fight with the person Mm -hmm. and so but you're like but that didn't involve me and so like trying to figure out small town social mm -hmm. dynamics and all of that it's difficult and um yeah and I mean not that Hendersonville was like small small town but it's still having to like I mean you're still a new kid and even in like just in general those things don't change like Mm -hmm. because even some of my like bigger schools that I went to and whatnot like there are still those dynamics and everything also I love the lyric or not love but like relatable of nobody ever lets me in of that like again middle school feeling of like I'm trying I'm trying I want to make these friends I want to do these things and it's just like it feels like you're just banging on doors yeah you're just destined to be the outcast or like everybody you know has their assigned seats their assigned rooms and you're just like in the hallway just like please 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 just something anything right it's like somebody please just talk to me mm-hmm. I also think I recall and I could be wrong on this so don't quote me on it but I vaguely recall her talking about like she loved country music before they ever moved to Nashville Mm -hmm. and so she 
but like she's from Pennsylvania and so she was the only one at her school in Pennsylvania who loved country music and listened to country music and was writing and that's what she wanted to do she wanted to be a country music star not just a singer of any sort um and so that feeling too even before she moved could have especially if she wrote it when she was younger could have been part of the inspiration for it as well as being like the only one in her area who even liked this not that country music is a niche thing but niche for her demographic yeah but um also the lyric i know i didn't read between the lines and baby i've got nowhere to go where i feel like she was trying to when she was making friendships of like trying to read people try to figure them out and like couldn't quite figure it out of like okay where do I go what do I do and then kind of her almost like it reminds me of the story of us of standing alone in a crowded room kind of Mm -hmm. thing yeah where of like you're surrounded by all these people but like you don't know where you stand with any of them you are alone it goes back to the mean girls thing if I think of like that first day that Katie was there and she Gets her, gets her, (laughs) that first day that Katie was there and she gets her lunch tray and she turns around to the cafeteria and she just sees all of the tables taken and just like, okay, like, I don't, you don't even know where to start. Yeah. Where, like, that fear of, I'm going, whatever I do, I'm going to do wrong. Right, of like, I don't know who to talk to, like, you're all foreign to me, sort of thing. I will say, I am not a big Mean Girls fan, which is an unpopular opinion, I know, but... We have to stop this podcast. But it does... It did have a really accurate portrayal of, like, how that feels uh, when you first move there and you're, like, the one... Do you not like it because it hit a little too close to home? (laughs) (laughs) Is that why? I mean, possibly. I wouldn't put it past me. We can still be friends. I mean, I'll watch it. I don't not enjoy it. It's just not... I would rather watch, like, Clueless over Mean Girls sort of thing. <laughs> but the also... Um, I guess we'll just go through the lyrics of... I tried to take the load that's traveled by, but nothing seems to work the first few times. Am I right? Of, like... She is pursuing country music, and it's, like, not what people her age are doing, but she's, like it's what she wanted to do, that that to her was more important mm-hmm. than, like, what her peers were saying. Yeah, like, that was more important, but she keeps trying it, and it's it's not quite working, and so she's in that weird, like, limbo of, like, I've separated myself from my peers by taking this path. But, but you don't but have, the, like, the success of, Yeah, but she like, hasn't found the, like light at the end of the tunnel quite yet and so like she's in the darkness yeah so she's at that like crossroads or of like the outside right she's on <laughs> the outside um of like no matter which path like she's separated from one path but the one she's going down she's not quite there yet so she's on the outside from both of them mm-hmm. oh, i never thought about that being on the outside from both mm-hmm. never put it from that i just came up with that i'm so proud of you <laughs> And the, so how can I ever try to be better? Nobody ever lets me in of that, like... Well, that could be... I can go back to Taylor always, like, this time period of, like, she wanted to do good. She wanted to be the good person, do, like, the right things. And so the, like, her being, almost, like, throwing her hands up at me, like, how can I be better? Yeah. how? Like, what am I doing wrong? Well, and that one 
could even go back to like the whole songwriting process of like when she was in those other companies before she was signed and oh, yeah. she was just like writing all these songs and they just kept putting her off and being like we'll let you debut later we'll let you do it later once you're more mature once you're older mm-hmm. once your songs are better we'll let you do it later but not right now like you're not mm-hmm. ready yet and just her sitting there being like but when will I be ready mm-hmm. you're not giving me anything to work off of Mm-hmm. They're just, again, being shut out and shut out and shut Yeah, out. of like, she was ready to have her music out there and they just kept being like, mm, maybe next time. Also the line, um, the line, you could have helped if you had wanted to, but no one notices until it's too late to do anything. Of like, felt like she was being ignored and it's like, you, it's, it's like the equivalent of the friend being like, oh, you could have called me like, well then ask me next time. Yeah, it's one of those where it's, not necessarily like blaming them for your own hardships, but it it's like you could have helped, but you didn't care enough. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't even ask. You didn't even notice that I was unhappy. So somebody's driving by. Right. With their car from nineteen sixty two. Hasn't had a repair since the nineties. Yes. <clears throat> I think that's all I have for the outside. Um yeah, I think that's all I've got. It's not one that I mean, it's a kind of quiet, not quieter song, but kind of a like down the totem pole song. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's again one of the good ones, but not necessarily like a super popular or well known or anything They're like that. They're not this at the clubs. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I would go, but. Right. I could get down to this one. Maybe cry a little bit. <laughs> cry in the club. <laughs> but yeah, okay. so we'll, we'll see, see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.